0: Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family.
1: I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and
0: let's get started with today's episode. welcome to newborn to teen and everything in between a new podcast from bespoke family i'm bex and i'm business manager at bespoke family and
1: i'm claire and i'm the family consultant at bespoke family
0: so just to get us started on this new podcast we're going to have a little chat about why we set up bespoke family a little bit about us just so that you know who we are and that we know what we're talking about. So at least Claire does. Anyway. I think so. <laughs> and just tell you a little bit about our careers and where we came from, what we're doing now, why we set up Bespoke Family and our view on all things family and child related basically. So Do you want to kick off, Claire, with why you do what you do and did what you did? (laughs) Wow, okay. Um, So
1: really, just to explain, we set up Bespoke Family in 2018. And since then, we have been supporting families. But previous to that, I'm giving you a bit of background on us. So my background is that I'm a qualified nanny and have been for, I'm just going to say over 20 years now Mm -hmm. because... That's my kind of cut off of amount of time. And so I have been really lucky that I have had a really varied career um, working with children, families, and organizations with regards to lots of different aspects. So I will start where I end, you know, started off in that when I was very, very little, I always wanted to work with children. I always used to be able to see a baby in the distance so if we ever went out I would always be saying to my parents oh, look at that baby isn't it cute um in the supermarkets and this is probably I was about six or seven at this point and then I was just obsessed with babies and everything else and so I started to talk about the fact I wanted to work with them and at the age of eight I decided I wasn't going to be a teacher and I wanted to look after children. And so it was the natural route to go down wanting to be a
0: nanny. Did Who who told you about being... Because when you're eight, mm-hmm. knowing what a nanny is, is quite something. How did you know what a nanny was? Or how did your parents know what a nanny was?
1: Um, it was always... I suppose there was always childminders as such. And I was really lucky that we had a family friend who was a childminder. So I was going around pretty much every afternoon after school to help her I'm not sure how much of a help I was at eight
0: but
1: (laughs) hey um and I don't know my parents just always knew about you know
0: that was an option. It
1: was an option if I wasn't going to be a teacher.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so uh, kind of the age of eight, I was there going, that's what I want to do, I want to look after children. Did you have
0: loads of dolls and things that you yeah. looked after as well, and a pram and...
1: Oh, I had a selection of prams. <laughs> and my dolls were real. Like, they were actual babies.
0: To you, they were really... Oh,
1: completely. Yeah. And actually, you know, I... Admission time here, but I played with dolls until I was quite a lot older than you would probably expect children Mm -hmm. to play with dolls because they were so real to me and you know i looked after them like actual babies and loved it i loved prams i loved everything about you know nappies and i started to buy mother and baby magazines when i was about 10 and the lady magazine as well because i wanted to look at what nanny jobs there were And so I used to buy those, and Mm -hmm. the mother and baby ones, and I used to tear out things and make, you know, so I knew about all different things to do with babies. And I was very lucky in my senior school, I went to quite a small senior school, and they changed all my coursework for my GCSE to be child-related. Did they? Yeah. So my home ec exams were all done on babies weaning, and the importance of salt not having salt in a baby's diet. Right.
0: I remember it now. I've got a ho-
1: the whole thing. And, I, and they changed it But that's all.
0: incredible. And I think that that shows that it's obviously was meant to be, doesn't it? Yeah. That-
1: and they were so supportive of everything. So I was able to... Most of my English was all to do with children. They all just knew that that's what I wanted to do. And so, yeah, I left school. And then I had a year before I could go to do my training because I was younger, As an, I'm an August baby... And so I went and nannied for a variety of different families and got a really good experience. So then went off, did my training and then I worked in nurseries. I've nannied, I've maternity nursed, I've been a lecturer in early years. So yeah, it's been Yeah. It's been really varied. And then the excitement of being able to set up our own business yeah, and
0: still do what I love. So Yeah, it was amazing. And I mean, it's funny, actually, because going back to my school, you know, when you see the careers person and they tell you you should be a bus driver based on your on your questionnaire, um, I always said to my mum, actually, I really would like to be a nanny. And she was a social worker, and so she and you know, so caring for people was quite her thing. She said, "I absolutely could not be a social worker because I wouldn't be able to step away and um, not think about the cases when I got home." And you know, she knew that she could, but I absolutely couldn't. And so I was like, "Well, I think I'd just like to be a nanny then." And she said, "You know, that the places you need to go to do proper nanny training, it's actually going to cost quite a lot. I'm not sure that that's something that we really think." you should do and I was like oh but I really want to and then actually I didn't really I just thought it would be quite a nice thing to do so I didn't and I went into marketing pretty much straight away and worked for a bank worked at a magistrate's court when I first left school in the finance department I know you'll find that hard to believe but I did I used to take fines from all sorts of people (laughs) um yeah that was that was an eye-opener and then met you when we were working together and you were lecturing and I was head of marketing Mm -hmm. and the rest is history as they say yeah exactly so July 2018 we started Bespoke Family and I think that both of us have the same values I think and the same feelings around children and families don't we we've always felt that children are at the center of everything that we believe in really
1: yeah absolutely and I think It is hard. And if I think back to even when I first started kind of nannying and working with families, life was really different to what it is now. It's bringing up children now is so, so different. I think we were in a very different place even 20 years ago in the respect of... I don't think there was the same pressures. I don't think we had all of those things. And I'm not saying it's necessarily down to social media and things like that, that it's all changed. It's not that, we just our pace of life has changed mm. massively. And the pressures on raising children who are deemed, you know, perfect. I think everyone's kind of going, you know, I have to have mm-hmm. this perfect child. You know, the society has to look at what I'm doing as a parent and it comes back to that whole judgment mm on parents and what they're doing and are they doing it right and is it, you know, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons we do what What we do, do, because there are no set rules, no baby, no child comes with a manual. We know that.
0: (laughs) Well, do you remember I always used to tell you that story that one of my friends, I was sitting there and I've got twins who are now 14. I was sitting there with my children crying and I just was like, but the book says that at this time of day they shouldn't be crying and they shouldn't be doing this and they should be doing this. And she just said, Bex, the children haven't read the manual. Mm-hmm. So you've read the book, you know, and yeah. and it's so true. They haven't. And and we don't know what we're doing. And I think that's our aim is to to be that manual almost, isn't it? From newborn to teen, yeah. to be that manual and that guide through parenthood and I
1: think you know I went through two three years of quite intense training to look after other people's children and then I've continued to have to do training for my whole career I continue to do it now Mm -hmm. so I can support children and families and know what ideas might work for some people might not work for others and if you think as a parent you get very limited Mm. input you have to find that information so you're either reading loads of books or you're listening to podcasts mm-hmm. or you're reading blogs or you're watching things on social media whatever it, however people find their information it's it's that whole thing of i'm kind of looking at it from my training perspective what does what training do you get as a, parent? as
0: a parent? You don't and I have to say that now, even just as a parent myself, fourteen years on, there's a lot more information out there now. Because when my children were little, there wasn't really Instagram. And if there was was there? When did Instagram? I don't even know there wasn't, was there? you know now i used to think oh my goodness what am i going to do with them today whereas for example every morning we share an activity which we which is on so many this, the choices are huge on instagram mm-hmm. in terms of the the activities that are available aren't there yeah. and there just weren't those things and there weren't those bits of advice but on the negative side on the other side you didn't have those people that you compared yourself to so I think it's nice for us to be able to almost have a bespoke family family in the following that we've got that we can help them without them having to look outside and think well I don't know who to to ask next because they know that they can find the answers and I think there's
1: lots of you know professionals out there there's lots of people advising in different areas so you may have people who really specialize in sleep you may have people who really specialize you know, toilet training or mm-hmm. teens and things like that and that's all great and everyone has their kind of place and everything else but I think for us it's kind of giving something for all the ages mm-hmm. and on all the topics so that it's not just you have to keep going to find different things mm-hmm. we try to make sure
0: that, that you can get the answers you can get there. the answers
1: and ultimately we will always go to someone who may have more information on a specific topic that if I don't
0: know it like allergies or something absolutely. like absolutely yeah
1: and it would be what i would do if i was supporting a family anyway mm-hmm. if a family came to me and asked me you know about allergies and i'm i'm you know i know some but i certainly it's not my specialism we would go and find that information and that's mm-hmm. kind of what we do with the support that we give the families now mm-hmm. and i think we're also we go back to that whole thing of it takes a village to raise a child
0: mm-hmm.
1: and actually i'm not sure we have that same village That we used to and we've gone to using kind of the social media aspects to be able to find that village Mm -hmm. and sometimes I think that can be really tricky finding the right information or the right support the right people yeah so yeah that's it Kind of goes into why we do what we do. It does,
0: and the reason we called, thinking of a name for our company. My goodness, we went through some. But I think that not only is Bespoke Family Burgess and Frankham our surnames, of Absolutely. course, Claire came first. Yes, yeah, <laughs> um, but Bespoke Family sums up exactly what we feel that every family is unique. No family is ever going to be the same. And so the the advice that we give can't be one size fits all. And so that's why we do what we do. And we hope that in the podcast, as we go through the topics, that that comes across, that we explore not what your child should be doing, but what they can be doing and what the opportunities are for everybody, be it, you know, whatever kind of family you, you come from or what you are. Um, and also the
1: way you want to raise your children. Uh-huh. That's, that's your it. choice as a parent. And also if there are people out there who are listening who are practitioners, so that's nannies, childminders, who you know, anyone on that side of things, and you're supporting families. It's understanding that everyone makes a choice. Mm-hmm. If we all did the exact same thing, it it just wouldn't make the world what it is. No. And we all come at it from different perspectives. And we all look at our own kind of family circumstances Mm -hmm. how many children do we have what support do we have, where do we live you know sometimes Mm -hmm. we can live abroad for times or we can live miles and miles away from family and friends and so actually that will all impact on how you parent It
0: will, and
1: I think that's what we always take into account when we're supporting the families that we do is look at the background look at what's kind of going on Mm -hmm. in order to kind of support them as best we possibly can yeah
0: something else that we do both of us do is volunteer for twins trust which is obviously um, the multiple births association looking after parents of multiples obviously and that started when i had my own twins the organization we used to work for we started working with them then because of that and we carried on, and I'm a volunteer twin line listener. So, um, on the end of the phone, for if people just want somebody to talk to who are, who've been through the similar experiences, and you volunteer, don't you? Yeah, do, I do.
1: Yeah. So I volunteer, I'm honorary consultant for Twin Trust. I got involved because Rebecca had twins,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and so because Bex was involved and she kindly put me forward and I've been really lucky to be able to volunteer with families in crisis so supporting families who are in real difficult situations and been able to go and support them and hopefully make things just that little bit easier Mm -hmm. and it might be a change of routine it might be just making tweaks it might just even be emotional support so it's those sorts of things and I love doing that I love that aspect of what we are able to give back.
0: Mhm. I do as well. I think it's it, it it makes a massive difference to the way that the reason that you do what you do. We're going to be talking about all sorts of different topics as we said from newborn to teen and everything in between. Mm-hmm. The first thing that we're going to do is Claire is going to challenge me With a little challenge, challenge Bex. Bex. (laughs) So, you're going to set, aren't you, a little on the topic we're talking about, a little sort of scenario just to see how much I know or don't know. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: And just to explain where that comes from is that obviously we've been working together 14 years, but properly together with the business for, you know, three, coming up to three years now. And we have written a huge amount of blogs. I tend to write them. Bex tends to proofread them.
0: And now this is because Claire is obviously, as we've just told you all about, she is the childcare expert. I have children, but that is where (laughs) my expertise (laughs) ends. Apart from, as Claire says, proofreading all of the blogs listening to the webinars that Claire delivers Mm -hmm. so
1: she's she's had a lot of input in In fact I
0: I could you could really say that I'm a fully trained childcare professional (laughs) at this stage
1: (laughs) and yet we still have moments where (laughs) I will say something maybe it's kind of yeah this is what we'd need to do or we get a question and you know goes oh my goodness what would we do what would you say about that and We still have those moments where Bex goes, I did not know that. (laughs) And we do have the fact that she's parent of twins who are 14, so... They
0: survived, so do you know what? They did. Yeah.
1: And I would just want to put out there that I wasn't involved
0: (laughs) with them when they were little.
1: Tiny, tiny, because we'd only started working together properly when they were a bit older, and that's when we realised that Bex was just, you know...
0: Winging it, yeah, I think winging is. it. I think might be, <laughs> yeah. I I I have got one of those sweatshirts, winging it sweatshirts. Yeah. Um,
1: and so we're going to do this little challenge just to see whether she one has been listening to me at all in the last <laughs> three years, and also just ultimately, you know, it's good for me as well to know mm-hmm. because sometimes having done it for twenty years,
0: I think sometimes the questions I ask you you know when you do a blog sometimes i go well what about that but it's it when you don't when you do it and you just you're like but everybody knows that but actually not necessarily so yeah yeah. so that's going to be a bit of fun it might be do you know what i'm we might not even need to do the podcast you might just say that's the answer bex we don't need to say anything else yeah
1: Probably very unlikely, but
0: <laughs> you never know. You never ever know. So that's what we're going to do, and we really hope that you can join us on those podcasts as we go forward.
1: We will do the challenge, Bex, and there will be then, oh, yeah, lots yeah. more content. Oh,
0: of course. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So before we go into the main topic, and you actually tell us what we really need to do, <laughs> um we'll do that, and then we'll go on to what the reality actually is and you know eventually we'll have some guests join us and you never know we might start to have answer questions from people and things but Mm. let's just take it slowly first of all. Um, It's been just a challenge to get our microphones set up and uh, the levels right in order to be able to not hear each other 25 times (laughs) once we've spoken (laughs) so um, be thankful we've got this far so don't forget to look at uh, and follow us on social media if you don't already we're at bespoke family on all of the platforms and as we've referred to there we have loads and loads of blogs from for all of the age groups on our website as well as our webinars so our guides to all of the different topics on bespokefamily.co.uk really hope you've enjoyed the podcast
1: we'll see you for our future podcast yeah how exciting thank you and bye bye that's everything for today thanks for listening if there's something you'd like us to talk about we'd love you to get in touch and let us know find us on facebook and instagram at bespoke family or head to our website the links are in our show notes
0: make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire, and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Team and everything in between. See you then!